It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. You can also find us on the all-new Himalaya podcast app. And remember, subscribe Locked on NFL, Locked on NFL Draft, and Locked on Bucks. That series against the Celtics kicking off in just a couple days. The NFL Draft kicking off Tomorrow, And in that spirit, we are checking in on the Packers at the number 44 pick. And this is really where I think the fun is when it comes to looking at the options. Because at 12, there is a smaller group of options. Even though there are so many players that are going to be on the board and available to them, there really are only a handful of high-quality players worth taking in that spot. That number expands at 30 because, as we've discussed on this show, the, the sweet spot of this draft, the meat of this draft, is in that 25 to really, I mean, it, it, depending on where you want to, you, you really want to set the cutoff point. As I mentioned the other day, I mean, I think you could go down you know, into the really, I mean, if you really wanted to get aggressive with it into the seventies and feel like you're getting a second round pick. So green Bay at 75 could be getting a player. They think is really a second round player. So at 44, there are going to be a number of enticing options for green Bay and they're going to be in the advantageous position of having already picked twice. There are going to be teams at 44 that haven't picked at all. And Green Bay is going to have already had the luxury of putting two players, potential high-impact players, on their team. And and go back and listen to those shows. If you haven't, we discussed the 12th pick and the 30th pick. And as you look at the shape of the draft, what I thought was really interesting, the Athletic did... Uh, Arif Hassan every year does a consensus board. He puts together boards from around the internet to try and get a feel for where 
the draft community at large falls on players. And and I would say it's not always a great indicator of how the NFL feels about a player. I think if you want a better indicator, you know, go read Bob McGinn's piece where he actually talks to NFL scouts and pro personnel people in the league about these players. That's not necessarily the best representation of the quality of those players, uh, but it is a better representation of how the NFL feels. But when you look at the consensus board, and Arif did a really cool thing where he layered on analytics over the baseline talent profiles that the consensus board gave him and, and reworked the board to include some analytics. And if you look at from spot 35 on the board to spot 49. So these are players likely to be in range for Green Bay at 44. Nasir Adderley, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Darnell Savage, Juan Thornhill, and Deontay Thompson are all in that mix. That's five safeties. Also, if you if you expand it to 34, there is Marquise Brown, Hakeem Butler, Paris Campbell, Debo Samuel. That's four receivers who could be on Green Bay's radar. And then you add in Irv Smith Jr., who is 40 on this list. When I look at my list, we talked about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson yesterday. We talk about the prospect of taking a safety at 30. When teams are setting up their draft boards and when they're putting together a plan and when they're making selections, they are looking at the depth at certain positions. They are looking at opportunity costs and they're looking at if we like a player here, what's the difference between taking him here versus taking him at our next pick or where we think the floor for him to come off the board is. And when there are so many quality players at these different positions, if you're Green Bay, and you're going to take a safety at 30. Now, I think if you take a player there, you take a safety or whoever you take, if you feel like they're worth the pick, it's a good pick. But you also understand that you may be able to wait and get a similar pick. So if they think Nasir Adderley and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who on this board are 35 and 36, are both going to be on the board or you think they're both really good and you don't think Darnell Savage is that far behind and Juan Thornhill is right there and Deontay Thompson at 30, you can wait. You can wait to 44 because someone's going to fall and likely multiple guys are going to fall. So where is the position scarcity? And I think if you are looking at defensive line, someone that can play particularly in this system for Green Bay. I think there's some positional scarcity outside of, you know, Oliver, Quinnen, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, Jerry Tillery. There's not a lot of players I love. Rashawn Gary's all tools. I think Dexter Lawrence is a nose tackle only. Christian Wilkins, I just, I couldn't get there with him. I never really saw the same, the same kind of appeal that other people did. So, I think it's hard to talk about 30 and what Green Bay can do there without thinking about what they can do at 44. Now I didn't want to I didn't want to muddy the waters yesterday and and get too far into that, but it is an important factor when Green Bay is on the clock at 30 thinking about okay, who is going to be there at 44. So as we've discussed, if the Packers want an offensive lineman, there's just not going to be one there at 44. There just 
probably isn't not not a, a player that that they're going to feel comfortable taking in all likelihood uh now on this composite board Caleb McGarry is is 64 I think it's much more likely he goes sooner in the draft I wouldn't take Titus Howard who they have at 74 here at 44 I wouldn't take Yadni Kajust at 44 and so it is Caleb McGarry and Greg Little who they have had interest in who came in for a visit I really like Greg Little. I don't know if he's athletic enough for Green Bay. But, I mean, I like him as a player. After him, I have Caleb McGarry 39 overall. I have Greg Little 41 overall. After that, there just aren't good options at tackle. So you have to get one before 44. So I think at 44, you have to take offensive line off the board. If for no other reason, then I think they're going to already have answered that question earlier in the draft. So because we don't know who they're going to take or when they're going to take those offensive tackles, it's a little bit more difficult at 44. Then that leads to a different question, and that is, could they double up? Could they take a tackle and a guard? Someone, they're both going to take, they're both going to be tackles because Green Bay only takes tackles. But could they take a tackle to play tackle and a tackle to play card? Yeah, they, they could. They could. So just because Green Bay takes someone at 12, an offensive lineman, doesn't mean they can't take one at 30 or 44. We've seen their willingness to do that. Now, does the presence of Nico Siragusa and Cole Madison, who Matt LaFleur echoed, they really like, and who Matt LaFleur said they were interested in taking uh, in Tennessee, and that the new offensive line coach, when they scouted him in San Francisco, they really liked him and were going to take him. Brian Gudikin said Madison fits this scheme even better than he fit Mike McCarthy's scheme. Does that make Andre Dillard even more appealing earlier in the draft, knowing that they played together in that same system and Dillard has even better movement skills? But, you know, I think for these purposes and to make this interesting, take offensive tackle off the board at 30 a safety is going to be in play and they're not going to double up that way they're not going to double up with a safety at 30 and a safety at 44 but there could be it could be the case that at 30 they're sitting there with the opportunity to take their best safety in the draft but it could also be the case that they have five or six of these guys bunched up at the top, as most people do, and as this consensus board shows, five guys could all be there. So maybe you don't have to take one at 30. Maybe at 30 you can take a Jerry Tillery or you can take a Paris Campbell. You can take a shot on a receiver. This is why I made the case for Irv Smith Jr. Or... If one of these other receivers falls, could Marquise Brown be in play, Hollywood? Could DK Metcalf be in play? They could. We're going through all of this because I think it's important perspective before we can actually look at these players to say, okay, it matters what Green Bay takes at 12 and 30 in all likelihood because you can't predict something like Josh Jackson falling after already taking Jair Alexander. It, it could be the case. That Green Bay, if they had known Josh Jackson was going to fall to the second round last year, that they take a different player 
with their pick. It could be the case. But you don't have that information, so you just take the players that that you think give you the best chance to win. Green Bay made a smart choice by doubling up, giving themselves a better opportunity to find at least one player who can help them win. There are going to be guys at 30 and 44, and it matters who they think is going to be at 44 in order for them to make a decision at 30. And position scarcity, given the way that this draft shakes out, especially with who is likely to be on the board at 44, is going to play a big role in who they take at 30. We're going to talk about the players who could be in play at 44 right after this. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. This episode is brought to you by Philips One by Sonicare. One-up your brushing with Philips One. This one is the ideal one for those who are still using an old-school manual toothbrush. To all those people, it's time to take your brushing one level up. The solution is a simple one. It's the perfect timing one. It's the long-lasting battery-powered or USB rechargeable one. That comes in multiple colors to match you one. The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com slash one. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-S dot com slash O-N-E. So I think if we're going to talk about the players at 44, you have to start with the safeties. I mentioned Nasir Adderley, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Darnell Savage, Juan Thornhill, Deontay Thompson. All of them fit the kind of profile of the player Green Bay is looking for. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, not quite in that upper, super, ultra top tier, but much more athletic than, say, HaHa Clinton Dix. And so... You know, we don't have a ton of information on Brian Gutekunst and how he drafts. We do have some tendencies in the Ted Thompson era. All of the guys whose names I just mentioned would be in the realm of the tendencies that Green Bay has shown at the position over the last decade. And I think each of them fit what Green Bay is looking for in terms of the need that they have. Nasir Adderley can play in the slot. He's a playmaker. He can play deep. I don't think he has great instincts deep, but I think he can grow into that. He is still learning the safety position. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, another nickel type who makes it easier to say, 
well, Green Bay doesn't need a corner because they have Chauncey Gardner-Johnson who can cover in the slot. Deep, still working on it. Still working on the instincts, still working on coming down and making a tackle. The tackling consistency is the question with him. I love him. I would take him at 30. I don't think it's crazy to take him at 12. I am really high and higher than most on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Darnell Savage, a movable, athletic, splash, playmaking chess piece. Put him all over the field. Put him in the box. Put him in the slot. Put him deep. Put him in the middle of the field. Put him deep half. Put him deep middle. Now, he's gonna he's not going to have to play a ton of deep middle. That's not where he's best. That's okay with me. Put him next to Adrian Amos as a compliment with that speed and those instincts and playmaking ability, the want to, to go and even though he is not huge, to go and light someone up, I love it. And a lot of times you have to sacrifice those bone-rattling hits for speed. If you want a guy that's going to come knock someone out, you, you generally are getting a slower guy, a DJ Swearinger type. That's not what Savage is. He wants to come down and he wants to light somebody up, but he can also make plays in the passing game. He can create turnovers. Juan Thornhill, a converted corner, athletic potential up the wazoo. I don't think he plays the way that he times, but if he's there at 44, given what Green Bay wants and needs, I think he makes a lot of sense. And Deontay Thompson is that true deep safety in this draft. Can play deep middle, can play deep half, I don't know that his coverage skills in the slot are prime. They're not primo, but that's why you have Jair Alexander. It's why you have Tremont Williams. You want to play three safeties with Amos and and Thompson, you can add Tremont Williams into that mix and he can cover in the slot. Or you can have Josh Jones, who for all of his faults, if he's playing man coverage, he's a useful guy. Don't make him play deep and read and react. That's not what he's great at. So all of these safeties are great options for them in this spot. If they love one of them, take them at 30. If they don't, you can wait. If you don't think there is a separation, if you don't think one guy stands out, I happen to think that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson stands out. I would just go ahead and take him at 30. The scenario I threw out uh, two nights ago on Twitter was if they could just have Jonah Williams, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and Irv Smith Jr., I don't think it would make a lot of Green Bay fans excited, but it would certainly make this team a lot better. Take Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at 30, take Irv Smith Jr. at 44, and flourish. I understand if they don't feel that way, if they don't if they don't think the separation is there. This safety class is so unique because I know that there are people out there, smart people, who think Juan Thornhill is the best guy. And I know there are people out there, smart people, who think Nasir Adderley is the best guy and who think Jonathan Abram is, you know, the number two guy. Others think he's the number eight guy. So there is this disparity of opinions. We don't know how Green Bay feels about these players. Now, what we do know is that in the pre-draft process, they talked to Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp is a different type of player than the the guys on this list. He has plenty of fans. He is actually 31 on this big board ahead of the names that I mentioned. I don't think he's a first-round player for a team like Green Bay because of what I think is going to have to be a specific skill set that he has. Just not fast enough to be the kind of interchangeable piece that Green Bay wants. 
Green Bay wants a safety that can play deep. I don't think Taylor Rapp can play deep. I think he can be a playmaker near the line of scrimmage. I think he can cover in the slot. I think he can be a quasi-linebacker for you. You have Josh Jones for that. And you drafted Oren Burks for that. I just I don't see the fit. I think unless you can play deep and and cover in the slot, you just the safety position requires more of them than Taylor Rapp has. That said, he would be a fun chess piece for Mike Patton to have. And I think he would be useful. I think he would he would make this defense better because of the, the skill set that he has. Any playmaker you bring into this defense is going to make them better. Mike Patton is going to find a way to use them. This safety class is so diverse, it's going to come down to preference. I think if you're looking for an area where Green Bay is going to make this decision, and the way that this class is structured, it's sort of made the decision for them that they don't have the opportunity of taking someone at 12. There isn't really a player who's going to be worth drafting at 12. We thought that was going to be Deontay Thompson. He just didn't play well enough this last season to warrant that selection. Maybe he can, and, and maybe he's going to surprise everyone and blossom into the player a lot of people thought he could be coming into the year. There are some players that I think personally are worth taking at 30, but it doesn't seem like a lot of others feel that way. And if that's the case, if you're staring at this cadre of dudes, then at 44, you pick your favorite one. And you go from there. This episode is brought to you by Shell. College football is best enjoyed at home. You know, the home that has no rooms because it's a stadium of 70,000 screaming fans. But wherever you are, ESPN and Shell can take your fandom further with savings up to 15 cents per gallon for Fuel Rewards members at Shell. Welcome home, football fans. Terms and conditions apply. See FuelRewards.com slash FuelYourFandom for details. Shell is an official sponsor of ESPN College Football. ESPN, the ESPN logo, and ESPN College Football are registered trademarks of ESPN Incorporated. This episode is brought to you by HP+. In a world full of smart devices, shouldn't your printer be smart too? It is with HP+. These printers know when they're running low, so you always get the ink you need delivered right when you need it. Plus, you save up to 50% on ink, so you can print whatever you want, as much as you want, any time you want. Huh, that is pretty smart. Get six free months of instant ink when you choose HP+. Conditions apply. Visit hp.com slash smart for details. So let's say Green Bay got their safety at 30. Who knows? who the, You know, they took an offensive lineman at 12, Dillard, Williams, someone like that. At 30, they got their safety. They liked one of these guys a lot. They liked Chauncey Gardner-Johnson a lot. Let's just say that. Now at 44, what is what do your options look like? Well, according to this board, all right, so let's just look at guys who are likely to be, at least according to the second-round players. Eric McCoy, a center, not going to be in the mix. Jerry Tillery, if he falls, I would love that fit for Green Bay. I think he can come in and play five-tech as a starter right away, give you some of that pass rush juice. I would take him at 30 if I had the chance. If, if he was the best guy there, I'd have no problems taking him at 30. Hakeem Butler. Size, length, speed, better agility than we thought he'd have. Raw player. Could he make sense for Green Bay? If he falls to 44, 
you know, that presents an interesting situation for Green Bay. I have Hakeem Butler at 42. I think he'd be good value there. Do I think there are going to be better players on the board? Yeah, I, pr- I think there are. Because I think someone like Paris Campbell could fall to 44. I think Debo Samuel could fall to 44. And if you're going to take a receiver, I just like those guys better. But Hakeem Butler would provide you good value there. Drew Locke. Drew Locke's not falling, so let's not worry about that conversation. Irv Smith Jr., just do it. Just do it at 44. I love it. I made the case yesterday. I'm not going to remake it. We talked about Greg Little and the case for him. Green Bay has had some interest. He he came in for a visit. Was that due diligence? Who knows? If they're going to take an offensive tackle at 12, I think it, it lessens the, the case for them to get one at 44. There's going to be someone else of comparable value. This is why BPA is, is not a thing that, that people think it is. If he's the best player available and you have someone pretty close that plays a different position and you just took a different guy at that same position, take the other guy. I mean, that seems obvious, but there are going to be BPA truthers out there who think, no, you just take the best guy all the time. Not true. It's just not true. Take the most impactful guy. Paris Campbell, 42. I mean, I, I love the fit for Green Bay. I love it. If, it. if they took him at 30, I wouldn't say it was crazy. I really wouldn't think it was crazy to take him at 30 because the speed, the ability to make plays after the catch, use him in the backfield as Ohio State did, those jet sweeps, end arounds, reverses, use him as a returner. He can give you a little bit of everything, a gadget player, use him as the crosser in mesh. No, he's not the deep threat that his speed suggests he should be. That's not how Ohio State used him. Now, can he track the ball down the field? We don't really have a lot of evidence that he can. Doesn't mean he can't. Absence of proof is not proof of absence. So we don't know if he can do that. I don't think he has to do that to be a useful player in this Packers offense, given the other skills that he has and given what we think this offense is going to look like. He makes a lot of sense. Debo Samuel, they have at 45. As I said, I would take him at 30. So this could also be a sweet spot. If they have someone in mind at 30, a safety, then you can have that receiver. Maybe Nikhil Harry falls. And, and we know Green Bay likes him. This could be an opportunity. You get your offensive tackle. You get your safety. You get your receiver. And you wait on your tight end because you know you can. You can get... Warring, you can get Moreau, you can get Knox, you can get one of these other guys later in the draft and just, you know, they're going to be decent. They're going to be solid. And in this offense, maybe that's all you need. Maybe all you need is someone with some good athletic tools who can catch the ball because Matt LaFleur is going to find ways to get them open space, get them open, and they don't have to create. The offense can create for them. I think that is a sound plan. I think Green Bay is investigating these top tight ends, and I think if there's one that that becomes available to them, they'll pull the trigger. But this is definitely a range where if those receivers start falling, then you have some great opportunities to pounce. I have Debo Samuel at 33, Paris Campbell at 35. As I said, Hakeem Butler, 42. Hollywood Brown, 45. That's mostly two things. That's the size, and that's the injury. And those are related because if he's small, that makes him more susceptible to injury. He's basically a outlier already at his size coming into the league injured. He'd be a first-round pick if not for the injury, and he is injured. 
and we don't know how much bigger he can get. Deshaun Jackson was under 170, but he played in the in the high 170s. He is an outlier, Deshaun Jackson is. Hollywood Brown, if he has a good career, will be basically the smallest receiver ever to have a good career. There is very little historical precedent for someone like Hollywood Brown having success in the NFL. doesn't mean he can't, just saying there's not a lot of precedent for it. So those are the two positions that I think are the big options at 44, safety and receiver. And then there's just always going to be options for guys who fall. If Rashawn Gary is there at 44, you just take him. I'm not a huge fan of Rashawn Gary, but at 44, the value is outstanding. Let's say Greedy Williams falls to 44. That would be great. I don't think he's a first-round corner, but if he falls, take him. Justin Lane from Michigan State, same thing. Juwan Williams from Vanderbilt, same thing. I think they could get a little crazy. Take Chase Winovich at 44. Get that secondary pass rusher. I don't love a secondary pass rusher in the first round unless it's a blue-chip guy, unless it's Montez Sweat. But in the second round, you're getting good value after solidifying other positions with your first two picks. This can be the luxury that 30 provided you. And if you get a guy that you feel like is really solidifying a need at 30, that opens things up for you at 44. There is this trickle-down effect. Every time you tick off a box, it frees you up to get a little crazy if you want to. When you lock yourself into filling these needs, it is harder to maneuver and get the best players. So with all of these picks... Having 12 and 30 and 44, Green Bay doesn't have to press because if they don't get position X at 12, they can get them at 30. And then if they don't get them at 30, they can get them at 44. And then if they feel like they need to move up from 75, they can do that with draft capital from the fourth round and other stuff on day three. They have opportunities to create for themselves because of these extra picks that they have. So they're in a great position. 44 has a chance to get them a borderline first-round pick, maybe even a first-round pick. We saw guys that we believed were first-round talents go in the top 40, 45, 50 last year. Josh Jackson was a first-round talent who fell. Cortland Sutton fell. Harold Landry fell. And they look like they can be good players. Josh Jackson's struggles early in the season notwithstanding. The way the draft sets up, 44 is a prime opportunity for Green Bay to get a safety, a prime opportunity for them to get a receiver, especially if they have taken care of business at offensive line earlier in the draft. And I think that's the way that Green Bay is is looking to do it. I said yesterday on Twitter that I think right now 12 is one of four or five players. Jonah Williams, Andre Dillard, Montez Sweat at Oliver. That's that's like the full list. I think you could make the case Brian Burns is is close just because of the athletic tools and, and Green Bay's prioritization of athleticism. They love youth. It's harder to look beyond that, but if they get that offensive tackle at 30, they get a safety. Then at 44, they can get that receiver or they can flip those or they can get that defensive lineman at 30, Jerry Tillery. There's so many great options for them in this draft. They're going to come away from these first three picks with three really good players, three potential starters, 
and and impact players and that should be the goal not worrying about are they going to start in year one get impact players over the course of their rookie contract that is what brian gutekinst is setting out to do all right the draft kicks off tomorrow we're going to have a show in the morning uh talk about the 75th pick players that could be on the radar for green bay there their options i love the trade-up option we're going to discuss that at length uh, because I don't want to preempt news. Uh, you know, I, I, Frank Clark could change things with with what happened in the draft. Seattle trading Frank Clark to Kansas City. Now Seattle jumps right in front of Green Bay at 29. How does that change what's going to happen? I think that's worth discussing. So we are going to talk about that as well tomorrow. Remember, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Do it on Spotify, on Google Play, on the all-new Himalaya podcast app. Check out Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft, Locked On Bucks. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter, at Locked On Packers. Uh, well, the podcast is at Locked On Packers. I'm at Peter underscore Bukowski, but I am I am one with the podcast. I am synonymous with Locked On Packers. So you are if you're following Locked On Packers, you're following me as well. Uh, and uh, remember... We're going we're gonna to take a lot of your questions when, when we get back from the draft, and, and you're going to have questions, trust me. Uh, all of those questions coming up. Hit us up on the Lockdown Packers fan hotline, 920-341-3775. A show tomorrow night, a show Friday night, and then we're back Monday, always keeping you up to date, always keeping you up to speed, so you can stay Lockdown Packers. Lockdown Packers.